Welcome back to the Red Tail Talk Show. I'm your host, Drew Holker, and alongside me, as always, is Dan Suzak. And Dan, how are you doing this week? Drew, I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing fantastic. We're getting some beautiful weather. It's starting to be like spring, and I can't be any happier, you know. Get rid of the winter. You know, I do like the winter, actually. Just preface that. I do like it, but it's nice to have some sunshine, some clear blue skies, and, you know, it's not absolutely freezing every time you go out. It's great weather for sports. Sports are starting to kick back up both professionally, and they're starting to really ramp up here in Hartford Athletics. So, you know, just good times all around. Good times all around. How about you, Drew? How are you yeah, doing? Yeah, I'll preface this. I hate the winter, so. So thank you for all of this weather, this golfing weather, but just like great weather to be outside. I feel like it also just, it changes your mood as a person, you know? So we got great weather out. I'm having a great day. You're having a great day. We're all having a great day. It's awesome. So exactly. We, we hope you all, we hope you're all having a great day right now as you're listening to this. Right. And if you're not, and hopefully we can make your day great. If, yeah, if you're not, hopefully we make it better and it all, it, it's going to get better. You know, like there, it's always up, you know, you got to have a positive mindset in things, Dan. And, and we do here with this show. So let's, you know, positively get into the recaps here. We're going to start with, of course, chronological here from this past week, we're going to go back to Thursday and we had men's golf at the Yukon collegiate invitational Dan. That's right. So this was the first uh, three-day tournament for the men's golf team this season. Normally, everything's just been one day, one round. Like, you got to shoot your best round or else you're done. Uh, this was three three-round tournaments, you know, more like a traditional golf tournament in that sense where you're playing multiple rounds in the same event. Uh, the men's golf team finished in seventh place overall as a team in a 12 team field. And they were led by Matthew Schwab and Jared Winniers who tied for 29th shooting a 229 overall across three rounds Drew. where if you can help me out, you can get that plus minus for me score. Um, but you know, it was a good, a lot of good competition in this tournament facing a lot of top teams in the area, UConn, Boston college, couple of schools in Philly and Temple and Drexel. So, you know, they were riding hot going into this tournament, maybe a little bit of a down one, but you know, they're looking to bounce back this weekend as they got a couple of tournaments to make up for this performance. Yeah, no, definitely after winning back-to-back tournaments, I know we were looking for three straight, uh, a much bigger field, as you had mentioned, uh, still not a, a, a terrible performance here. I mean, so some, some good performances there. You mentioned Matthew Schaub, you know, after a, a, a day one, like 82 tough start, but he had a great next two rounds, 74 to 73. So um, you just saw the rounds continue to get better throughout um, the tournament. And, you know, just, you can't win them all, Dan. It sucks. We wish you could. Um, and, and they'll be back and we'll get into them in the preview and where they're at next. So you can just keep your eyes on the men's golf team. Um, already having some success this year. Uh, the Connecticut cup seventh place, not bad. And they'll be back and, uh, looking for another tournament, a third tournament win of the season, uh, coming up and we'll get into that later. Mm -hmm. But then Dan, we move into Friday. That's right. Correct. Well, we'll, Correct. That's right. Friday. Yes. And yes. we got, we got a couple of things to talk about here on Friday and let's start with your, your favorite. We got both our favorites here. You okay. know, we're not okay. trying, we're not trying to play favorites here, but it's just, but you, just did. Do, but you just did. Yeah. Just you did. Just, you just played favorites. We did. It's okay. It's okay. fine. That's fine. Everything's Look, fine. We love, we love all our sports. Bottom line is I love covering all sports and you know, I get excited about, you know, 
a lot of things, Dan. Okay. But I played baseball. You played soccer. Like that's what it is. Uh, that being said, still, Hey, had a great time uh, broadcasting softball this past weekend, which we'll get into uh, when we get to softball. But again, let's revert back to what you said, Dan, we'll start off with baseball here and baseball was going into a big weekend with Stony Brook. Uh, two of the team, two teams picked at the top of the conference, along with Binghamton, but Hartford winning three out of four against Binghamton to open up the season really kind of made this a uh, Stony Brook Hartford type of conference now going forward. And this was a big series mm-hmm. uh, for Hartford. Um, you know, it's a little different with two divisions now, but bottom line here going in uh, the Hawks did not get the result that they were wanting. Um, in fact, actually came out of the gate early two runs in the first inning in game one and things were looking good. It was looking, you know, like previous weekends, this team was ready to compete and possibly, Mm -hmm. you know, challenge the Seawolves, but Stony Brook was, was too much late in games. And I think the the issue on the weekend was the bullpen uh, for the Hawks, just guys not being able to get some tough outs that you need in some big moments. And then a couple of defensive plays here and there, uncharacteristic of the Hawks as we've seen lots of web gems from them in the early couple of weeks here, um, as you can see in our top five video, Dan, but that's, that's right. Yeah. But um, no, it was just uncharacteristic to say the least, just a, an odd weekend I'd say for Hartford baseball. Okay. So five to two loss in game one, seven to one loss in game two on that Friday. And just wasn't the start they were looking for uh, going zero and two there looking to bounce back Saturday, which we'll get into on Saturday. I'll, uh, spoiler alert here. It doesn't go well either. Um, Hartford baseball is just really looking to, to bounce back. And again, in a, in a conference where with two divisions still chances to make the playoffs and all that really matters at the end is, you know, winning that, that conference tournament. Yeah, Drew, it really was at least on Friday, just one of those, it's just one of those series, one of those games where, you know, the bats, yeah, I'll say this for for all sports. It was just uh, on just not our weekend, just not yeah. our weekend all around for sports. In- yeah, just un- unfortunate. I mean, Stony Brook, the pitchers did great to limit any real chance apart for for our batters to really make some good contact with the ball and try and generate some scoring opportunities. Uh, just you know, Stony Brook played really well, and you know, just wasn't our day at the plate. Uh, you know, we didn't have bad pitching at all. I would say in either one of those games, it's just maybe the offense was a little bit lacking this weekend, and not necessarily the pitching, which has been kind of a struggle in the past for the Hawks. Yeah, I think that's a good point. You know, through the first two games, three runs scored for Hartford baseball, a team we're used to seeing lots of home runs, lots of runs put up. I mean, a high-powered offense to go with that starting pitching. So it was uncharacteristic with the bats. Lots of strikeouts, which you don't like to see. Um, But overall, then, you know, it is tough to pitch when you're not getting that that run support. So that could have added to it as well. But, you know, just not the start that they were looking for. But on Friday, we were able to get some positive going. and, And that would be in your sport over there, Dan, men's soccer at Binghamton. That's right. So going into this game, there were some playoff implications. Uh, a win at, coupled with a Albany loss or tie would have sealed the deal for us, clinching our pod and advancing to the American East Championships. And Drew, that's exactly what we got. Albany actually played a little bit earlier in the day than us, and they fell to Vermont, which meant going in, we knew a win and we're in. 
And that's exactly what happened, Drew. In the 76th minute, we had Nadav Dotner, who's our leading goal scorer all season. He came up big again. Javante Etienne just slide, gave him a brilliant through ball, just perfect weight on it. You can check our top five plays to see just how great of a pass it was because it was an amazing pass. Mm -hmm. Just literally just slid it right past the Binghamton defender. He tried to reach for it, but couldn't. And then a cool, calm, collected finish from Dotner just beating the Russian goalkeeper, putting it into the back of the net and giving the Hawks a one nothing win. Like you, like I said earlier, that meant we clinched our pod, pod B, and advanced to the America East Championships for now the second year in a row and for the third time in the past five years, Drew. Yeah, so, you know, congrats to men's soccer. That's big clinching the playoffs as we're starting to kind of get into now playoffs for these spring and fall sports. But you mentioned this on that goal, the top five play. A lot of times people look at the goal and they look at the, you know, the end result. But what a pass to, to see yeah. set up that goal, you know. Uh, honestly, Drew, I'm more of a fan of assists than yeah. scoring myself. You know, even though I was a goalkeeper, and, you know, I, I rarely like I rarely played the field and, you know, I would score and sometimes get assists. But I was I'm always a big fan of a nice pass that gets the goal because, you know what? it doesn't matter how the ball goes in the back of the net. Like it doesn't matter who scores it. It's just, how does the ball get there? You know, if that person's not getting the ball passed to them, they can't score. So, you know, people got to give credit to the assist guy more. And hey, just I, didn't, I agree. Yeah. yeah I, I, just, I agree with you. And in this game, you know, I think a one nothing scoreline, it, it wasn't showing how well we played as a team. We were dominant in the first half. It was probably the best half we played all season and something coach Poitras agreed with. And we were unlucky to not get a goal in the opening 45 minutes. So a one, nothing scoreline, you know, it's great to get the win, but it definitely didn't show how well we played in that game. Yeah, for sure. Dan, I agree with you. Love the assists. Uh, quick story here. You got to learn to love the assists when like for me, when I played hockey as a kid, I was not good at scoring goals, Dan. <laughs> So I was like, I'll give the puck to the best player on the team and he can yes. score the goal. So, yes. you know, just also accepting your role too sometimes. But love assists. Exactly. It, it looks cool, the setup. Especially like, I'm a big fan of like the tic-tac-toe ones, you know, where it's mm -hmm. just like for soccer, like the ball's not on their foot that long. And then same thing, like if we're talking hockey, like just tic-tac-toe passing. Great. Yeah. Love it. It's awesome. Beauty. It's beautiful to watch. Beautiful. <laughs> Unmatched. But anyways, so, you know, congrats to men's soccer. That's Great clinch in the postseason. We're excited for them and excited to, you know, see what they can do in the postseason. Again, last time out in men's soccer, America's championships, of course, making the, the championship game and just coming up short to UNH one nothing. So they're they're out for revenge this year. But let's move into Saturday, Dan, uh, where we get into what do you want to start with? I mean, there's a lot that was going on here. We could we could start with track. You want to start with track here? Yeah, let's start with track and field. There a lot of a lot of big things happening in track and field. An amazing weekend at the Wilton Wright Invitational down in Southern Connecticut. Uh, five new school records being broken. Drew, you know, Terrell Davis got things started last weekend in Texas, and now the rest of the Hawks getting their first real chance to compete. And they're following suit. This is turning into a record-breaking 2021 outdoor season. And let's start on the women's side. They had seven first-place finishers on the day, and they set two new school records. And to highlight this, we're going to go with the woman who won Field Performer of the Week, and that is grad student Samantha Morofsky. She threw the javelin 47.55 meters, Drew. 
And if you just give me a second, I can give you how many feet that is because it's incredible when you actually, you know, since we, we use feet here in America, we don't use meters. Yeah, we got all the time in the I know. world. I know. So, Drew, that is a 156-foot throw. So incredible from Samantha. She absolutely destroyed the previous school record by over 10 meters. So she didn't just set a new school record, Drew. She absolutely demolished the previous one. Won the javelin at the Wilton Wright Invitational and got America East Field Performer of the Week. Our second one in a row after Terrell also got Male Field Performer of the Week. So congratulations to Sam. But then we had Robin Kraft, a freshman, another thrower, having a great debut meet. She won the discus and the shot put, and she set a new discus school record with a throw of 40.28 meters. We had senior Elizabeth Lodge, you know, reigning most outstanding field performer from the indoor championships in 2020. She continued her hot start, won the high jump of uh, clearing a height of 1.65 meters. And then on the track itself, we had Molly McGrail in the 600 meter, Abby Myers in the 400 hurdles, and Brianna Harris in the 200 meter all winning their events. So on the women's side, great start to the season. A lot of records being broken, and I can see this as a trend continuing on the women's side, Drew. Yeah, congrats to all of them. That's a great start. As you mentioned, you know, track got underway last time out, and it was just Terrell Davis. So great to see the whole team out, everybody getting a chance to compete. And now you're starting to see, you know, kind of what you could be excited about on this team, especially on the women's side, as you mentioned there with, you know, Sam, Robin and Elizabeth, congrats to all of them. And then also congrats on the track as well. Uh, you know, great start for Hartford women's, you know, track and field and, you know, keep it up. And we'll be, you know, of course, as we do getting in, into the previews and, and, and when you can watch them next or follow them next, you know, as you know, you can't, you can't watch it via stream, but you know, Hey, that's what we're here for, Dan, hartfordhawks.com, social media, follow, we got you. Uh, but what else you got for me, Dan? Yeah, so then on the men's side of things, they also had two gold medal performances, and they broke three school records on their side of things. And we'll start with Anthony Clavette, the sophomore. Um, you know, this was his first outdoor meet. You know, as a freshman last year, he didn't get a chance to compete in outdoors. He only competed in indoors. And, you know, as a former track athlete myself, too, there is a little bit of a difference between indoor and outdoor. It's not a ton, but there is a slight difference. So, you know, mm -hmm. first outdoor meet in a Hartford uniform, and he made it one to remember as well. Cleared a height of 2.01 meters in the high jump, shattered the school record, and won the event. We had Dylan Murad, another program record in the shot put, 15.09 meters. He's starting to establish himself as one of the premier throwers in Hartford history. And then we had Uchenna Duru being the new discus leader after he finished third place in the event with a throw of 44.47 meters. So three school records going down. And then we had Victor Shapovalov earning gold medal honors in the javelin with a throw of 59.20 meters. In the last indoor season we had, he qualified for the NCAA regional meet. So he's looking to get back there again. And just another incredible performance on the men's side as well. And, you know, this they're going to take this momentum going into the rest of the meets, the meet this weekend, conference championships, and then hopefully we can get some NCAA qualifiers. For sure, Dan. And that's, you know, a great start here and great uh, momentum being built going into, as you said, the championships. Uh, great for the the men's side, you know, congrats to all of them on the, on the, the records and 
and just a good start. And then obviously, as we talked about the women, you know, bringing home some dubs over there. We, we like dubs, Dan. We do. Uh, and so <clears throat> hopefully they, they can, uh, you know, keep this going, keep this rolling in the championships. And we'll get into that in, in the preview. Uh, so let's finish out uh, Saturday here, Dan, with uh, what, well, we're not even really close to finishing, but you know, no, we're not. But let's we got let's we, got, we got we got baseball, softball, men's and women's lacrosse left to get through on yeah. Saturday. What do you want to start with, Dan? Well, let's quick jump back to baseball, wrap up their weekend series, and unfortunately, it was a sweep for the Sea Wolves against us yeah. this past weekend. Four game sweep. They took the first game on Saturday, six to two, and then they followed that up with a six five wins, a walk off in ten innings for Stony Brook. Uh, those two very tough games to drop, especially that game two in extra innings when we had a big four run eighth inning to, you know, come back and take the lead. So that's a little disheartening. The offense was really clicking in that game, maybe just a little bit let mm-hmm. down pitching it defensively. Yeah. And then in that first game drew, it was kind of the similar thing. Just Stony Brook had some great pitching. The offense wasn't necessarily clicking. I mean, our two runs came off of a two-run home run in the second inning. So if that's the only runs you're getting, you're probably not going to win, Drew. Yeah, just not not doing enough offensively, not doing uh, enough as we've seen in the previous weekends of, you know, just grinding out at bats, refusing to strike out, putting balls in play, just doing the little things. And, like, it was not there offensively for the Hawks for sure, uh, which hurts. And then you couple that with struggling in the bullpen. It's, you know, we know about Hartford baseball starting pitching. Did they have their greatest outings like they have the last couple of weekends where we were kind of in, in awe of what they were doing? No, they did not. But they gave their team a chance to win. And it was just offense, defense, and the bullpen. The, the latter half of the game, it just felt like later on in the game when it kind of those little things mattered more. Stony Brook was, was doing everything right. And, and, and Hartford was not. So uh, it, it's a tough weekend, but again, as we talk about a lot on, you know, this show, because again, you can't win everything. And as much as you'd like a good weekend out of here, you just have to put it behind you. Hawks are still in first place in uh, their division in the America East. Mm-hmm. So still, you know, it hurts, but it didn't, you know, derail this season right so put it behind you onto the next series which we'll get into in the preview uh and just continuing to uh, do what they did in the first couple weekends you know but you yeah. know just not not a good weekend for Hartford baseball we move on and we also move on as well and we'll get into men's and women's lacrosse Dan we'll start with men's lacrosse who also had Stony Brook um and just was not yeah, you know, it, it's tough, you know, number 20 Stony Brook, right? A tough opponent. And as a lot of the opponents in, in men's lacrosse in the American East is, this is a tough conference for men's lacrosse and, you know, facing yeah. 20 Stony Brook, it, it just did not go uh, the way that they wanted, Dan. Yeah, I, I think this season, both for men's and women's lacrosse has just been unfortunate, especially on the men's side. They're coming up against very, very tough teams in this conference. Like we said, this is the third ranked opponent they face this year already going through Albany and then Vermont and now Stony Brook. And I mean, the Hawks started off the game. Well, they got the opening goal pretty early on in the first quarter. And then Stony Brook just four straight. 
Then Carter O'Connell was able to get one back, but then they scored six unanswered, Drew, taking a 10-2 lead going into the half. And it's just one of those games where Stony Brook kind of showed their class. And we, we did put up an effort. We didn't quit. We didn't go down. We ended up winning the third quarter, scoring two goals to outnumber Stony Brook's one. But again, it was in that fourth and final period where Stony Brook kind of just started to really run away with things, scored six goals in that final quarter. And it, it's just un, it's just unfortunate to see yeah, because yeah. this 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 men's lacrosse team is better than this record is showing. It's better than their performances are showing. I, I think they're just going up against very tough opposition and they're just I don't think luck's going their way either, Drew. I think they're just get, coming up against some very tough opposition and things just don't seem to be going their way. Yeah, I agree. You know, I think bright spot from this, Dan, two top five plays out of this game, both from O'Connell, some incredibly difficult goals being scored. And again, I think that also talks to the competition they're playing, you know, number 20 Stony Brook, like it was not easy to score on them. O'Connell not only has to snipe one from the black line, but then is also getting checked Mm -hmm. before he even shoots and still uh, putting it in the back of the net. So uh, uh, for O'Connell, hey, two unbelievable goals, top five, check it out. But outside of that, yeah, the result, not what they wanted. Uh, and just it's tough, a 17-6 loss. And kind of similar, as you said, for women's lacrosse. They had Albany, and, and Albany was just scoring every which way, and it was just tough for the Hawks as uh, they dropped the game 23-6 to to Albany. Yeah, bright spot in this game, though, Jessica Harrison, her first career hat trick, three goals. So congrats to Jessica. Great accomplishment for her. And then Debbie Phillips with two of her own. But just like you said, Drew, I mean, UAlbany is a great women's across team. And, you know, the Hawks, they just they, they couldn't stop them. They couldn't find a way to limit the Great Danes offense. And, you know, it's, it's not like we weren't shooting the ball well. You know, we got a lot of shots off and we found some good opportunities to score. But it's just one of those teams we're coming up against a very tough opposition and just defensively, we couldn't find a way to limit their offense and their offensive power. Yeah, for sure. And so let's move on to finish Saturday off Dan with uh, softball. Softball was yeah. opening up at home, opening up America or opening up at home for America East play yes. as they opened up obviously was set Seton hall the weekend before uh, and two victories. So Going in here, it was a two-game set on Saturday, one on Sunday. Uh, and on Saturday, you know, they came in 2-0, and right? They were opening up conference. Meanwhile, here comes Stony Brook. They've played numerous more games than the Hawks had picked first in the conference. Just a tough opponent to start conference playoff against. You definitely mm-hmm. saw some bright spots through this three-game series, but – Ending number one of game one was basically the only instance where it looked like Hartford didn't belong out there. Outside of that, they competed uh, and they gave Stony Brook some trouble, but it was a seven run first inning uh, in an eight nothing victory in uh, for the, the Seawolves in game one. So after that, you kind of saw, you know, Juliana Kosinski settle in after that first inning, giving up seven runs. She settled in through the next, few innings and, mm-hmm. and looked like herself, which we then saw in game three, a much better pitching performance out of her in a very tight game all the way down to the wire in the end. Um, but overall it was uh, Hereford softball dropping the first two of this on Saturday, eight, nothing and six, one 
Yeah, Drew, and just to your point, how you said it, that first inning was probably the only in the only necessarily bad inning they played because after that they did start to improve and get better as a team. We did see a lot of improvement as the weekend went on. Uh, like you said, though, and like a lot of the teams we were facing this weekend in all the sports. This is just a very good Stony Brook softball team. They were coming up against the reigning national pitcher of the week. And, you know, she she kind of showed how good of a pitcher she was. She really shut us down offensively. We did perform better against her in game three, which we'll get into, but we'll take it one game at a time for now. But like you said, Drew, that first inning of game one, it, there's no other way to put it then. It was just a rough start. It was just a rough start to the game. But then yeah. Juliana Kosinski did settle down. She, she did pitch very well for the rest of that game. Honestly, if you take away that first inning, we're still in that game. And, you know, because Jules really did settle in and start to pitch a lot better inside the circle. But, you know, unfortunately, just the offense wasn't clicking as we do fall eight to nothing in five innings. And then in game two, you know, it was that first inning again. We do give up two early runs, but then we have Corey Jones hitting her first career home run to cut the lead to two to one. But then again, it was the same thing. Just the offense, the bats weren't there. They, like, we were getting some better at bats though. We were, we were having a lot better plate appearances, getting some better contact on the ball. You know, just unfortunately a lot of the hits just were going straight at uh, Stony Brook defenders and Stony Brook did make some good defensive plays too. credit to them. We were getting some good, you know, getting some good contact on the ball. Just unfortunately can't find the gaps, can't get past the Stony Brook defenders. So a lot of promise being showed this weekend. Uh, especially in game three, took a 2-1 lead after back-to-back uh, home runs from Daniel Rochelieu and Mara Sosinski, taking a 2-1 lead. And then, again, the bats just kind of fell silent a little bit again. You know, still better appearances at the plate, getting better contact on the ball. It's just it's just unfortunate. And that yeah. can happen, you know, in baseball. You can get great mm-hmm. contact on it, but still not get a hit. Yeah, I mean, I think you mentioned it, facing the reigning pitcher of the week in the American East, who was uh, DeBrigg, or... Sorry, Budrick. I always get that mixed up to bring Budrick, whatever. Uh, she was coming off a, a no-hitter, you know, a, a one of the conference's elite pitchers. So that's always going to be tough, one, to face, two, to start off conference play. And then three, another thing we got to point out here, and in talking with Coach Churchill, she's very excited about this team, a lot of young talent on this team, but it's just that. This is a young Hartford softball team with just three seniors on it. So mm-hmm. – they're looking to get that experience and to improve for years to come to be a, a very, you know, established program in this conference as, you know, Churchill has done in the past coming from Wagner. Um, and, you know, I think that this team's going to be good and they're going, you know, they just, you start off with Stony Brook. It's a tough opponent to start out with, but as you mentioned too, in game three, you saw that in game again, Young team hasn't seen America's conference play opens up with Stony Brook first two games. That's kind of silent. Lots of strikeouts, not looking good in game three. They fought. I saw, you know, obviously broadcasting these games. What I love to see in that game three, despite the six, two loss, a lot of the Hartford Hawks hitters were just battling. Even if they went down Oh, two to start, they were at least battling to two, two, three, two, you know, then they were maybe getting a hit. Maybe they were getting out, but they were making the drag work making her throw pitches, not just going down on three pitches. So a lot more fight out of the hitters. And I love to see that. It was great. I think that they will carry this despite losing those three. I think you take from game three, again, how the offense fought. Jules kind of now starting to settle in. All right. She got past Stony Brook. Let's move on. You know, they got 
um, some series coming up and, you know, a lot more games to be played. Um, mm -hmm. So I think expect to, to, to see some improvement and, and let's get excited about this Hartford softball team. Cause again, a young team that's got some talent. And I think, uh, you know, an O for three start is more um, due to the opponent in Stony Brook than it is for Hartford softball. Yeah, exactly, Drew. So let's wrap things up now real quick with the final recap that we have to cover. And that was men's soccer again on Monday. Already clinched a spot in the American East playoffs, so not necessarily a lot to play for now. But, you know, still trying to get momentum into the postseason. And, you know, they battled for a 0-0 tie against UMass Lowell. This was the Riverhawks team who did come in with a, you know, an 0-6 record. They haven't won a game all season, but that wasn't necessarily reflective of how good of a team they actually are. And we saw that on Monday. Uh, it was a very closely contested game, but just neither team could find the back of the net. Uh, we did have a couple of great chances to score. Alec Boyd's header comes to mind for me in the eighth minute, just rattled off the crossbar. We had a couple of great chances early on in the second overtime period. Uh, just couldn't convert on those. And, you know, but a, a third clean sheet of the season, it's always great to not allow any goals. Um, and, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a little bit of a disappointing performance, you know, whenever you get a tie, but a tie is better than a loss, Drew. And, you know, because of the defensive efforts this week, we had Nick Benjamin winning his first career America East Defensive Player of the Week. So congratulations to Nick and uh, the, the Hawks, you know, just trying to keep getting momentum heading into postseason next week. Yeah, I think that's the biggest thing to look at here, Dan. You know, it's a tie. Would you like a win? Should you probably have gotten a win? Sure. But Hawks are in the playoffs. They're just looking to gain momentum as long as they're playing well, as you mentioned, you know, Lots of great chances, similar to the Binghamton game, this time just not breaking through. But I think a great job defensively and in the net to then not allow that to affect them and allow UMass Lowell to get, you know, a cheap one here or a cheap goal there. And now mm -hmm. you end up losing a game you should have won, right? So I think to get the tie, fine. They're in the playoffs. They're gaining momentum into the playoffs. And that's where your, your focus has to be is postseason play. And let's go, you know, win an America's championship, you know? Yeah. So Dan, couldn't, say, couldn't say it better myself, Drew. Thanks, Dan. Thanks. I, I, try, <laughs> I try to steal the words out of your mouth, you know, and, and sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Uh, sometimes I don't even know what words are coming out of my mouth, but that's besides the point. Moving on to the previews, Dan. Here we are in the previews, finally, uh, and we're going to just speed round this through, Dan. Um, we're going to go sport by sport and just what's coming up in the next week in Hartford Athletics. Dan, let's start with golf. All right, so we got both men's and women's golf, two tournaments this weekend. They're going to start things off, I believe, Friday at the Hartford Tumblebrook Invitational, so the last tournament that we are going to host at the Tumblebrook Golf Course. And then they are going to go back immediately on Sunday and Monday with the Sacred Heart Invitational. So, you know, it, it's essentially, I kind of look at this as a three-day tournament, except you get Saturday off. So, you know, they're going to look to get some momentum on Friday, try and win the Hartford Tumblebrook Invitation, and then immediately take whatever success they get into Sunday and Monday with the Sacred Heart Invitational. Right, you are, Dan. And then we move on to men's soccer. Men's soccer is going to be home against you, Albany. And Dan, give me a little bit more information on this. I know we're already in the postseason, but maybe some, some scenario possibilities. That's right, Drew. So three of the four teams have already been, you know, decided for the America's playoffs. Uh, we already have UNH and Vermont from pod A. We have already clinched pod B. It's pod C that we really got to look out for this weekend uh, because that's where our seeding kind of lies. 
we can only be the three or the four seed. UNH and Vermont have done enough to clinch the one and two seed, and those are going to be decided when they play each other this week. But we don't care about that game because we're not New Hampshire or Vermont. We care about Hartford. So we are the three seed with a win against the Great Danes. If we win, doesn't matter. We're the three seed. We can also still clinch the three seed with a loss or a tie, but then we need UMBC to beat NJIT. Gotcha. A lot, a lot of four-letter names there, but hopefully. Yeah, that kind of that kind of flew nicely. I like that, Dan. That was good. Uh, but, but but we can control. We can control a win, and we are the third seed. We already took down U Albany to start our season two nothing. So we have a three-game winning streak against the Great Danes. So we're looking to keep that momentum going into our regular season finale and try and clinch the third seed. Yeah, and to preface once again, I don't know that I mentioned it, but home against Albany tomorrow, Friday, April 9th is men's soccer. And then moving on to the lacrosse side of sports, we have uh, both both men's and women's lacrosse at Binghamton on Saturday for a little doubleheader action. That's right. So no, it was a doubleheader at home last weekend for us. It's going to be a doubleheader at Binghamton this weekend for both the men's and women's lacrosse team. They're looking to you know bounce back after a rough, rough game on Saturday last weekend and try and take it to the Bearcats and get their first wins of the season. Right, you are, Dan. And you know, hopefully that they can do it. I think again, Binghamton for both sides, a little bit more of an opponent that they have that opportunity to, to possibly get that first win. And so we hope that they both do and uh, good luck to them. We move on to softball, Dan. Softball is going to be at Maine on Saturday and Sunday. Again, we talked about it rough to open up. It was just four games in case you wanted to mention. I didn't mean to cut you off. I'm sorry. Did I say three games? I don't think you said anything. I didn't say anything, Dan. You just said Saturday and Sunday. As my wonderful co-host, Dan Suzak, has mentioned, it will be four games, not three, this weekend at Maine. When we're at home uh, at Hartford Softball Field, it will be three games always as of now. Again, things can change in the COVID-19 season, as we call it, but... At Maine, four games, two Saturday, two Sunday for softball. Again, we talked about tough opening up with Stony Brook picked first in the conference, a very good team and a very good program um, over the years. Now, chance to bounce back here. They get uh, Maine, and and we'll see how they they do. Good luck to them as well. Um, Dan, I'm sure you're probably going to tell me that I was correct and that it's three games, not four. So, you know, again, let this be known on the show that I was right, Dan was wrong. It is three games this weekend, two on Saturday, one on Sunday for Hartford softball at Maine. Not four, Dan, not four. I can't believe I gave you a compliment as my... When I checked beforehand, it was four games. And when I just went and checked again, they changed it to three. Okay, so, yes, sorry. I, so in, in the middle of recording this episode, this is how sports works, folks. In the middle of this episode, the SID from Maine changed it to three games from four. Again, what I talk about with anything can happen in this COVID-19 season. So bear with us. Moving on, baseball will be at UMBC, and this I 110% know, Dan, is four games. It will be two on Saturday, two on Sunday at UMBC for Hartford Baseball, looking to, again, bounce back uh, from their series against Stony Brook this past weekend as well. So good luck to them. 
and then I'm about to sneeze, so hopefully I don't. But to wrap things up for you, Drew, I got you here to wrap things up for you. The final contest of this weekend, the track and field team will visit Conference Faux Vermont for a meet up in Vermont. So, you know, just good luck to the track and field team. Hopefully they can continue their record breaking start to 2021. Right. You are Dan. So good luck to all of our Hartford Hawks out there this week and hopefully a much better week in Hartford athletics. It was a tough one last week, but Hey, it happens to the best of us. All of our teams still uh, working hard and, and, and looking to, like we said, we're going to bounce back this week. I got a good feeling, Dan. I have a good feeling because of the weather and because, honestly, anything can happen, folks. I just want you to know that anything can happen. And for a guy who uh, golfs in the high 80s and has only been close to breaking 80 one time in his life, I needed a birdie on the last hole. I bogeyed it, and I got an 81, Okay. I thought I'd never break 80 yesterday. I just have to preface this to everybody. I did indeed break 80. I shot out of my mind. I'll never do that again, but I shot a 79, Dan. So anything can happen, even for the worst golfer in the world. And that is me. It can happen, Dan. So I'm proud of you, Drew. I'm, I'm thank, proud of you. <laughs> thank you, Dan. Thank you. I, you know, again, I'm not expecting it to ever happen again, but when you, when hey, you, you know, break, just- when you break eighty, while you have it. When you break eighty, you got to tell somebody. So I'm telling exactly. all of you. I'm telling all of you wonderful fans out there that uh, I seem to be good at golf. But catch me on the on the uh, on the what do you call it on the course on the on the links. Catch the me out links. there. Yeah, yeah, catch me on the links next time, and I'll probably shoot a ninety-two. But that's all we got for this Red Tail Talk Show episode. It's been another good one, another one full, stock full of information. But again, we thank you for listening. And if you're ever wondering, like, when's this happening? Ooh, what happened in that? Like, what's going on? If like anything of note in Hartford Athletics, if you're like, I'm not, no, I don't know what's happening in Hartford Athletics. Guess what? It's going to be on this show. We got you. We have all of the relevant information that we can provide to you. Uh, you know, we just, we love bringing it to you. So we hope right. that you're enjoying it. Again, if you ever want to give us some feedback out there on social media, I mean, hit us up on on any one of the platforms, slide in our DMs, Dan, and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll answer you back. Don't worry. But Dan, All right, Drew. you got anything to, to, to finish us off here on this lovely Thursday morning? I don't have much, Drew. Just, you know, try and watch all of our teams this weekend as they're on the road. And, you know, just stay safe, everybody. Stay healthy. And most importantly, go Bucks.